And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Hello, Trey Ooh, Biddy. I like that intro, Trey. Hey, how'd, hey you, guys. how'd you get that enthusiasm? Like yeah. It's got a little Ray more Biddy. gravel in the voice. Yeah. yeah. I got, yeah. I got, there's a guy placed with, <laughs> placed with Little Rock. Uh, Bradley Douglas, and when he knocks down a three, I go, Bradley Douglas, that's the only thing I got going right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it seemed to be relatively quiet over the weekend, was it not, Trey? Yeah, On the Arkansas front. On the Arkansas football front. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Not on the basketball front. I understand that. No. Goodness, no, no, Um, not on the, not on the, (laughs) not on that front. You know, Arkansas has got like, two official visits left so not a whole lot of official visits uh, remaining it does restart in march so they will be able to to reset that number in march so if there's i mean obviously we're seeing you know guys from georgia rick still popping yes, the yes, portal yes yes get them all an alabama linebacker came open today get him yeah sure get him, did get them all yeah. get them all yeah that's right <laughs> yeah so uh, can you have new anyway there's, there's still a lot of good players out there if they can't come to your campus, can you, like, meet them somewhere? <laughs> hey, hey, why don't we meet in Memphis? I'm sure other coaches uh, are doing that. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, can't. You, 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 you're probably right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're, you're not supposed to. It's, uh, you're not supposed to have it's any of the, the, the off-campus. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. but there, uh, are, you know, there are offers going out. We see Mateo's uh, certainly sending a lot of offers out right now to 2025 recruits, too. Um, so there's there's still a lot of recruiting uh, stuff going on. Trey, the announcement was actually official today. Mm-hmm. I yeah, still yet to see the official announcement that Kenny Guyton is gone, but at least there is an official announcement <laughs> right. that yeah. the new coach is coming well, in. Has Wisconsin, has Wisconsin well, announced him? It wouldn't be Wisconsin Arkansas. Wisconsin did announce him. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Wisconsin, that's good. Wisconsin announced him that Arkansas, obviously you're not going to say, well, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you say it behind the scenes and stuff, but uh, yeah. Um, and nothing yet on his contract. Uh, I believe Guyton was at, I want to say three forty. Uh, yeah, I thought three fifty. Yeah, three fifty. Yeah, might have been, might have been three fifty. Um, so I would assume it's probably going to be less than that. You know, when you factor in, um, you know, his experience level um, versus Guyton's. Uh, obviously, you know, Guyton didn't come wasn't the same price when he first arrived at Arkansas. He, uh, you know, he worked his way up to a higher pay uh, after coming from Colorado State and, you know, being relatively young as a coach also. Uh, so I, I would think Fouch would come in a little bit lower. And you, you also have to consider, you know, with the assistant coach salary pool, it goes up usually every year. But you've got uh, Bobby Petrino is going to make $400,000 a year more than what, uh, what Dan Enos made. So that's probably got to balance out somewhere with Fouch. He'll, he'll, he'll still be very well compensated. It'll be quite the increase from what he made at Missouri State. Uh, Trey, this from our uh, Gangster Museum of America live fan feedback, Snorker Porker says, well, you asked Trey, <laughs> ask Trey if he's heard anything about some issues going in the locker room. Uh, I would think that was well behind this football team, that uh, issues in the locker room. Arkansas fans have the best nicknames, Snorker Porker. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, we've got we've had some great Apocalypse now, and 
Um, Jerry Swanfeld, just some great, you just so many things you can do. That's what everybody always tells me around our network is Arkansas fans always have the best and have told me that for 20 years. <laughs> so locker room. Yeah, of course, there's locker rooms issues. It's not all kumbaya. It's never going to be all kumbaya. I mean, there's going to be guys that don't like each other. You know, it just it just happens, uh, especially when you start losing. Then you got fingers getting pointed and people getting blamed and, and things like that. It's I mean, everybody out there, think about you and your buddies, your best friend. You ever had an argument? <laughs> you know, I mean, you ever had a moment where you, you didn't talk to each other? Of course you did. That's Randy where I got that black over. eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sucker punch, uh, right? It's, uh, it's a girl or, you know, or somebody not holding up their end or somebody said something about somebody's mom they didn't like, you know, all kinds of things like that, right? Ooh. So, yeah, of course there's stuff like that happens in locker rooms and, um, you know, every program's different, but that doesn't mean you can't have a healthy locker room even though you you have that. You know, there's um, – these are all, you know, big, strong guys that are – a lot of them are very proud. So, yeah, of course, I don't think it was anything like what we saw last year, the year before last, I should say, and, and during that season and that off season, there was a lot of players that were dismissed solely on attitude. You know, some players that were good players. Not everybody. There were some – there's some good guys that uh, that decided to enter the transfer portal and find different a different avenue, but there was also plenty of guys last year, and not just players that were, hey, you guys need to go find something else, you know. So that's uh, it happens in college football. Whatever that was going on in the locker room, I'll say from a whisper standpoint on my end, was nothing like it was the year before. What about the Arkansas basketball dressing room? Ever hear anything about oh, that? Oh yeah. Well, they have great practices. <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Musselman's right. saying. He, he, you know, he sure today's right. press conference. Yeah. Right. Well, Musselman's not gonna, you know, just blow smoke. You know, no, he's he do he's that. gonna tell you exactly how he feels, and everybody can see it. Everybody can tell how Musselman feels when he walks in the room, right? Whether he's excited or ticked off. But, uh, you know, they moved five players to, um, uh, you know, to their scout team today, five scholarship basketball yeah. players, right. whereas before it's all, you know, managers and walk-ons and grad assistants and stuff like that that they use. So um, they were beefing it up a little bit in terms of uh, how they practice and who they practiced against. Uh, he said the players responded great, and he's never been around a squad that practices as well as his, his team does. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. They need to scrimmage more. I have no idea. But uh, he said he's never been around a team that practices well and then puts that product out on on the court, which was just, uh, you know, as he put it, a stinker. That's nice. The way he it feels said it. a little different, though, doesn't, doesn't this? I mean, like we're used to the last few years with Razorback basketball not starting off very well in conference play. They haven't started off. I can't remember what it was his first year, but the last three, they've all been like. You know, Stankers. one and four, zero and three. You know, starting out in January in SEC play, over and over again. And there's been moments. You know, we can remember that stretch a couple of years ago. Um, you know, with the Elite Eight team, that first Elite Eight team that they had. Uh, you know, they lost at LSU, got blown out, and then got blown out against yeah. Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, back to back weekends, yeah. and figured it out. Um, I don't know. It feels a little different right now, but at the same time, guys, I counted them out last year. There, I know I have a tweet that's floating around out there. It's probably screenshot um, <laughs> where I'm talking about this isn't an NCAA tournament team. And, of course, 
Maybe I should make that tweet now. Yeah, do it again. Um, because right after I made that, <laughs> they started to pick it up and turn it around uh, and play a little bit better. Although, you know, that team last year, they lost, what, their last three regular season games also before they made that run. I mean, this is a team that's good enough to beat Purdue in an exhibition, good enough yeah. to beat Duke, and bad enough to lose by 32 um, at home to Auburn. And the worst loss that, well, I mean, anybody my age has seen. I mean, 1951 against a semi-pro team, according to Hog Stats, well, they lost by 36. So um, for most people, that's the worst loss they've ever seen um, in Arkansas by a Razorback basketball team. Uh, let's see, Trey. Uh Larry wants to know, by way of our Gangster Museum of America Life in Feedback, Larry says, can you please ask Trey to talk about all of the 2025 O-line recruits that were offered over the weekend? Specifically, I have noticed where all of these recruits are smaller in size. They are tall, but they weigh anywhere from 225 to 290. Are they hoping to gain weight? It's just something I noticed and wanted to ask. 225, he said? No, I'm sorry, 255. Okay, well, still, that's still pretty light. I mean, Frank Ragnow was Frank Ragnow was 250 or so. You know, he was kind of tight end looking. Uh, let's see, Danny's got a list. Justin Hazen, this is a tough one, Randy. I mean, you <laughs> and I both. H-A-S-E-N-H-U-E-T-L. T-L, mm. there's a vowel missing, it looks wow. like. Um, from Raven, Raven Gap, Georgia, um, you know, he's like, I guess you would consider him one of those guys, 6'5", 300, that's pretty good size, right? I mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number 118 overall prospect in the country, uh, so he would be one of them. Um, I, let's see, I've got a list here too. All right, so Brock Heath, let's look him up. Brock Heath is a little bit lighter, I believe. So that was one that they just recently offered. Let's see, let me bring him up. Brock Heath. This is out of Blue Valley, Northwest, Overton Park, Kansas. This is Eric Mateos' stock, stopping grounds. Now this is a little bit more closer, like at six four and a half, two fifty. So this is wow. probably a little bit closer to what they're talking about. Again, it's a class of twenty twenty five prospect. Um, I always remember um, Sam Pittman talking about when he went to see Frank Ragnow, and Frank Ragnow was pretty much this size i've always said i like to bring in guys that are massive and shed the weight off of them i just think that's i just feel like that kind of i don't know makes more sense i guess i feel like you'd you'd feel like you were way lighter on your feet if that were the case you know Mm -hmm. so um anyway that's a that's a couple of them that i know of randy that they've offered but i do know that mateos is busy and uh from what i've heard maybe feels a little bit behind on 2025 offers so they're they're shelling out quite a bit of them right now uh trey switching gears back to basketball for a moment i was hoping uh i kept hitting refresh on my hawk sports website thinking i might see it that it would be a special encore walk and talk after saturday's (laughs) auburn game man I, i mean i realize you may not get as emotionally um, involved with basketball as you do with football, but I thought, man, I need something therapeutic. Uh, I need Trey to get out there and romp and stomp around Bud Walton <laughs> Arena or uh, Lot 56 or whatever. 
Um, do you think this is something you might want to consider adding to the um, um, content of uh, a walk and talk now for basketball? Because it may be needed for a lot of us. I've considered it. Um, <laughs> I considered it after the game. If I'd had my my stuff with me, I might have done it. Uh, I do get emotionally involved. <laughs> I mean, I, I always have. I used, Randy, when I was a kid, if Arkansas basketball, if the basketball team was rolling, uh, I would I would freeze. Like if I'm laying on the couch, I would just like not move. Like, a, you know, just because I, I feel like superstitious. Right. Yeah, Rick, I mean. Yeah. And it worked every time, didn't it? Worked every time. Well, they were time. good back, this was back in the 90s. Yeah. This well, was back worked, in the 90s, so yeah. Worked just about every time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, you know, I've always been, you know, in love with all Razorback sports, obviously, um, especially football and basketball for me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I would say I had about 10, 12 people as I was walking around Bud Walton Arena and, and <laughs> exiting it say, we get a walk and talk for this? You know, everybody <laughs> kind of use it as uh, some type of therapy. Yeah, and, uh, that's what I'm it's, saying. It's therapeutic for me, too. I mean, I've, I end up usually feeling a little better. Well, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I feel a lot you, worse uh, when I'm done. But, uh, yeah, I had, you're not the first person to request you, that. You wear a Fitbit and you count those at your steps, sir? <laughs> well, I've got the Apple Watch. Well, the, here's the what's amazing, Trey, is that there were still people in the arena when you left. You That's know, true, yes, too. Um, at about the 630, 625 mark, something like that, it was just, I mean, yeah. the aisles were full. Everybody yeah. was... Everybody was beating traffic at that point. Very and it's hard to blame them. I mean, it's oh, hard to blame. Very I, I've, I've never understood why people do that when it's a close game. You know, you pay money to go see the game, and, and then you're going to leave right yeah. before it's over just so you can beat traffic. I don't understand that, but uh, I, I can understand leaving w- with that going on. I, I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I related this story a couple of weeks ago. I had said something on the radio. People were leaving. And anyway, I said, I can't believe you buy a ticket in a Trojan game and, and you leave before it's over with and the game's still in the balance. And and the thing went overtime and the guy came back up to me after overtime. He says, you sent me on a guilt trip and I came back in. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, it's like leaving a movie, right? Yeah. Just like the movie's about to end and you're just going to go and somebody will tell me about how it ended. And But nobody does that to beat the crowd. Nobody they leave does athletic that. events, but nobody leaves a movie to be unless it's a stinker. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I guess if it's a stinker, only, what if you're maxed out forty people in the theater? It's not like a stadium. So why sure. qualifies as a stinker? Thirty-two point loss. Going to be uh, a twenty-point loss to be a film a critic for a second. Oh yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no! I mean, like you know, if you're if you're down double digits with. Uh, with five minutes left, you know, that's – I've always kind of looked at it like if there's five minutes left and you're down ten, you need to be inside of ten, you know, to – and not that you can't come back from that, but that's always kind of – Two always points look a at minute. That. Two points yeah. a minute. That's, that's the way I looked at it too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think if it's – like if you're, you know, down 15 with five minutes left, you absolutely have every right to uh, to walk out of the theater. <laughs> so to speak a stinker in the theater all right wow. this uh from Pryor, he says what is the deal with emarion harris well emarion has undergone the transformation stage i've seen a lot of players do this you know devon Manuel did it last year obviously he was banged up so much last year ended up at florida by the way but he was banged up so much last year that 
we just didn't see him a whole lot. And when we did, he was dealing with injuries. But Manuel lost about as much. Manuel lost probably as much weight as I've ever seen anybody ever lose on on campus. I mean, he was he was probably four honey when he was a freshman, and he got down probably two eighty five. So Ooh. and and then was back up to about three ten by the season. So that's quite a dramatic bit. Uh, a Marion was I want to say a Marion was. 370 something 370 and he was down to what 295 that's a lot of weight that's a wow. lot of weight to move around wow and so you go from that and then you start packing it back on and again i always say i like bringing in guys who are massive and taking them down you know trimming that weight off building back up um i just i feel like that's got to feel better to you right than just packing on a bunch of weight that you're not used to um so i'm i would like to see what a marion does this year i think he should be ready by now you know this coming season this should be a time where he takes that next step another guy who did that who dropped a ton of weight was and this was even before chad morris came on board and had all his offensive linemen at 270 and just ridiculousness uh was um dalton wagner dalton wagner came in pretty heavy not as heavy as as those two guys i just mentioned but he came in pretty heavy and i remember going out to spring football uh, the following spring after he'd arrived and thinking they pull in somebody from the basketball team or something because this guy was he was skinny and they put the weight back on him and so sometimes that's just what they have to do with guys you know they bring him in and 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 put a bunch of weight back on you know take a bunch of weight off and put it back on him in the right way and i think that's kind of what's happening with the marion Let's talk with Luke. Luke, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. What's going on, gentlemen? Good afternoon, Luke. I just got a quick question for you. Trey, I wanted to ask you something. I know I've seen you at the game on Saturday. You don't say hello? (laughs) (laughs) I I sure should have. You was down there behind the uh, the bench walking walking one end of the court to the other before the game started, and I seen you walk up. But anyway... Um, Trey, I saw, I've seen something I ain't seen before, and mm-hmm. before the game, and it almost was a sure sign that we was going to lose. And I've never seen this or noticed this before, but did you notice when, when the players come out for pregame warm-ups, one of them's wearing a black pullover, one of them's wearing a white undershirt, one of them's wearing a all-red jumpsuit. They're all wearing different stuff coming out for pregame mm-hmm. warm-ups. And then you look at Auburn over there, and they're all in the same uniform, same like a team, you know, and mm-hmm. it just is almost as if this team is just, you know, everybody's doing their own thing, even from – and it's the little things, it's the details that matter. I just didn't know if that's something that you noticed or if that was something that they normally do or if we've done in the past. Cause I sure didn't notice it, but I'd just sure like to see a team that comes out all wearing the same – especially for pregame warm-ups, wearing, dressing mm-hmm. together, looking like a team, not just a bunch of individuals. You want to get your yeah. take on that. You, you won't see much of that anymore. Thank you, Luke. Pretty pretty common yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And yeah. but I, I I like what he says. I mean, me too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I like that. And but you know, guys, Musselman has been around the block so many times, and he's a smart guy, and he's a great basketball coach. And um, this has been a disappointing start to the season. It's still very hard for me to question what he does because i know how detail oriented he is i mean eric musselman is you know probably borderline insane you know and you have to (laughs) 
You have to be. You have to be to be a coach. Yes, you do. You have to be like, you have to have an ego. You have to have, um, you know, just a relentless desire to be great. Or you're just going to be a crappy coach. And, I mean, I look around. I mean, I look at Nick Saban. I look at Jim Harbaugh. These guys are crazy. Are they not? Mm-hmm. They're crazy. And, I mean, Nick Saban's eating the same lunch every single day and eating the same (laughs) little little Debbie Debbie's every breakfast. That's right. I mean, that's crazy, right? (laughs) So all these guys have to have quirks and be weird. Muscleman's up at 530 on the treadmill, reading, going over plays and stuff. I mean, this guy, it's hard for me to doubt. Grading film. Another another assistant is on on the other treadmill. Taking down yep. the notes. Yep.